we won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi, uh, we did it. And, uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just there and walks it off with a grand slam. All righty, what is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast, where we are here as just a very quick episode, probably going to be around 30 minutes, and it's just going to be focused on the hosting picture right now and the at-large bubble. The reason why it's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode is because we've kind of already talked about conference tournaments and predicted everything, and we don't want to do it again. Um, we felt like right now we're going to just focus on what people want to hear the most. And is and it's going to be like, is my team hosting? And is my team safely in the tournament or not? Um, obviously, everybody knows about the automatic qualifiers. If your team is still alive in the conference tournament, then great. Just keep winning games and you'll be in the tournament. But for those that are kind of – for those listeners who maybe their favorite team is – like teetering back and forth uh, as a host, or maybe they're teetering back and forth as getting a at-large bid as a three seed. We'll talk to you about like stolen potential stolen bids and what your team's chances are to get in. So obviously it is, what is today? Thursday. Last night was a late one. We had games going until basically 2 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, well, I tried to what if you asked me, we had games basically going until 6 a.m. It was really like 8 a.m. Your time. Well, yeah, because I went to bed. I went to bed after the uh, probably like the second or third inning of the Bandy-Auburn game. That, that was done. Right. Um, that that game ended up like pretty interesting. Auburn hit a two-run homer in the ninth. And I, I still think Auburn is a top 16 team in the country. Now, when it comes to let's just dive right into it. When it comes to hosting, I think there's going to be enough room for either Alabama or Auburn, both teams who lost very close games yesterday, uh, played against really good teams, and they play again today in the elimination bracket of the SEC tournament. And I think it's going to be a hosting battle. The winning team will lock up a host, and the losing team is going to probably not host still possibly depending on a few things but they're uh right now alabama's 11th in the uh rpi and i'm not saying rpi is everything but it is like a big factor of what the committee does and but auburn is 16 so you have to imagine if auburn wins they're going to jump up a little bit get some more chances to increase the rpi meanwhile alabama will be done so their chances of increasing the rpi are going to slim down a little bit and I, I'm, I'm excited to watch today's game because if it, it's just going to have a lot of meaning there in the loser's bracket. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
we got robbed of a winner's bracket Auburn-Alabama game. Yeah, th- that would have been even better. I mean, and, now we have it's an elimination game in Hoover, which is still fun, but it's not It's not like the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think it's a really interesting situation because Alabama now has more SEC wins than Kentucky, and Auburn had more SEC wins than Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's got 20 quad one win, and Auburn has 19, Alabama has 18 or 17. So it's like – but Kentucky, that two RPI is really interesting because I, I I just don't see the committee not giving Kentucky a host. All right. We're going to just really go right at the meat of, uh, of our conversation here because Kentucky, I think, is very interesting. Very interesting to see how lazy the uh, committee is or not. And let me take a step back here. The committee, for everybody that doesn't know, it's 10 athletic directors spread across the country, right? And uh, they're, I, I, I could pull up the list here in a second, but the the main point is we don't really get updates from them. Actually, we, we don't get updates from them throughout the season. They basically have two meetings scheduled on their calendar every year, at least publicly. And one is before the season where they kind of lay out the guidelines to what they're Looking for this year, blah, blah, blah. And then they have one on Selection Monday. So every year is a little bit different. They're not consistent with their choosing uh, mechanisms. But we're going to find out if they've really kept up with college baseball or if they're going to take the lazy route and just purely pick based off of metrics, RPI, conference wins, uh, geographic locations. So let's let's talk about Kentucky. 16 and 14 in the SEC regular season. They lose game one, so they're out of the SEC tournament. And to Alabama. To Alabama. And they lost to Alabama in the regular season, two out of three. And they've lost six of their last seven series. Quietly, they have gone like very cold on us. And Sure, they're still competitive and they're still a good team, but can you reward a SEC team for losing six of their last seven series? Because they only play 10. And then going one and out in the SEC tournament? We'll see. I don't know. It's a very, very debatable topic right now. Think about it this. So think about this. You get, if you're going to give – you've got to give Kentucky the same treatment you got, people are giving South Carolina, which is basically – you're playing terrible. You've almost played yourself out of the hosting picture. Kentucky has done the same, if not worse. Okay? Mm-hmm. But Kentucky swept South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, South Carolina's playing their way out out of the five RPI. There is absolutely no way South Carolina and Kentucky both don't host, which I think is outrageous to even think that some people might consider that. I think Kentucky, I, I mean, yes, recency bias matters. What you have done recently 100% matters because they want to get the best team in at the end of the year. And if you're playing really well lately, that's going to help. But it's like, do you throw RPI out of the picture here? Do you say, okay, we trust RPI. It's a good measure of the best team, which I, you, I typically believe it is for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, yeah, so – the uh, there's there is another ranking that is out there it's called the ELO ranking you, i know you know about it dimitri but some of the listeners might not and the ELO ranking is it was started for chess players right it's an ELO ranking it's a chess thing it's a chess ranking system mm-hmm. it's for a lot of video games too yeah and it's basically Online. you're able to fluctuate up and down based off of wins and losses and it takes in it takes an effect final scores and competition of who you're playing and things like that. So I always, whenever the RPI is in question, I always take a quick look at the ELO rankings. Um, I don't believe the committee even looks at it, but if you're just looking at like who's a better team or who's playing better baseball right now and, and all this, just take a look at the ELO rankings on Warren Nolan and Kentucky is at 18. So very different than what their RPI says. 
But you scroll down a little bit further and you see South Carolina at 25. So those are not good signs as far as if the committee does look at ELO rankings. Um, they're, they're clearly out of the, the hosting picture there. But at the end of the day, I think, they're, I think they will both get a hosting spot. I still think Kentucky and South Carolina have done enough, have done enough this year. Um, the committee is supposed to take a full season into effect. I think starting last year, in the committee's guidelines, they did put in, or sorry, before last year, they did put in that they would look at the top 15, or sorry, not top 15, the last 15 games of each team and weigh those factors, see how a team is playing recently. I didn't see it when I was reading through the guidelines this year. And they're, they're not supposed to stray away from those guidelines um, for hosting, like picking host sites. So I don't yeah. know if the 15 games will even matter. Like the last 15 games this year will even matter on Selection Monday. I, they're supposed to take in a full season of work, which the RPI does. Yeah. I, um, the difference between RPI, like a, your full strength of schedule, your full body of work, is literally your whole entire resume. ELO is more of just an individual team yeah. rating compared to their peers. So basically, mm -hmm. like, if you're – let's just – I'm going to make up a number. If you're 100 ELO, you're 100 points higher than the next uh, team in ELO, you're typically expected to win six or seven out of ten games against that person. Mm -hmm. If you're 200, you're expected to win, like, three out of four, if I remember correctly. So it's just like a, a, weight, a weighting system a weighted mm -hmm. system to rank yourself compared to others. So in the ELO, seeing that, you know, Kentucky and South Carolina are actually 18, what, 25? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, well, maybe maybe that's a little more accurate this year. Maybe that plays a little bit better, but I don't remember the committee ever referring to the ELO to justify a decision they made. Mm -hmm. Now, last year... The committee, they stressed heavily non-conference non -conference strength of schedule was a big factor in making decisions on teams that were pretty even, right? Like the metrics were all pretty even. Uh, so they, they, the tiebreaker was basically non-conference strength of schedule. So Kentucky at nine and South Carolina at 54 tells me if they do the same thing this year, Kentucky will get the edge over South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, did you – Kentucky had the series win over Alabama. That's what I said. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I oh, thought you said – Oh, I did say it backwards. I'm sorry. I meant – Yeah. I meant Alabama, Kentucky. Alabama, two out of three. Kentucky beat Alabama two out of three. So, I mean, that – yeah. I mean, <laughs> if there was one guideline – I mean, if there was – if you're trying to figure – I mean, Kentucky has a sweep over South Carolina two out, uh, two out of three over Alabama. I mean – I think Kentucky is a lock to host, but it is still really interesting because Alabama and um, Auburn have more SEC wins. So Auburn, mm -hmm. with the strength of schedule, like you said, is not there. So Kentucky has that that metric one as well. So yeah, lock lock in a regional, lock in a regional in Lexington. I and I, and they fit the geographic. Uh, picture as well. Yep. The everything committee wants to spread it. everything out. Um, with Tennessee not hosting, spoiler alert, uh, I think Tennessee is not going to host a regional this year. It would it would surprise me big time if the Vols hosted a regional because they're they went one and out in the SEC tournament, and Tennessee did not show anything on the road. They did not prove themselves other than that last weekend series. They they beat a bad South Carolina team, two out of three. Uh, I think the committee, and they're sitting at 19 RPI. So they're still in the RPI window, but they have no no chance of gaining ground. I think Tennessee is not going to be hosting. No. I think I think South Carolina getting one win in Hoover was Shimonga. If they beat A&M today, they are, a lot, they are a lot to host. I think they're a lot to host anyway because, I mean, I'm sorry, but 20 quad one win, 16 – 17 and 14 in the SEC, including Hoover. That's a, that's a hosting team. So, yeah, I think so too. Um, um, 
so let's do this. I, I think they're right now, I think there's 13 teams that have locked in a regional host. So you have about seven teams playing for the last three spots. Um, I'm going to write something down. LSU, Florida, South Carolina, Clemson. You forgot Wake Bandy, Forest. Um, Virginia. You forgot Wake Forest. No, I already have Wake, Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, Florida, South Carolina, Clemson, Vandy, Virginia, Stanford, Coastal. Um, so that's four, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have eleven guaranteed hosts right now. Well, um, then you, and, well, and then I would say there's two more teams that are going to host. The winner of the Alabama Auburn game. Yep. And then now, that's where I'm going to write down Alabama Auburn equal one. I think I don't know if they both host. I think one host. That's what I'm saying. The winner of the game today. I think it has huge impact on who hosts. Um, Stanford Coastal, and then I'm going to put another one is Indiana State question mark. Yeah, Indiana State's interesting. Let's talk about them for a second. So they're number ten RPI, and. 39 and 14 on the year, 24 and 3 in the Missouri Valley Conference. But the big metric that is standing out to everybody is 2 and 9 in quad one wins. So 2 and 9 against top 50 teams in the RPI is a very, very bad metric. It, it, it's similar to Dallas Baptist at 15, who is 2 and 7. I think Boston. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just Indy. I mean, they're two, two and nine against quad one teams. It's disgusting. And no, no team should host with two quad one wins. I mean, even if you want to expand your thing and try to get the top 100 team, they're 10 and 12. They have a losing record against top 100 teams, too. That is not a hosting caliber team. And I don't even know what the ELO says. Let me look at what the ELO said. Yeah. They were pretty dat. They were pretty down on the ELO. No, they're 15. Oh, okay. 15 in the ELO, 10. Like, it's just like, like, I mean, if you go through their schedule, if you go through their schedule, Northeastern, really good team this year, got swept by them. Kentucky, good team this year, got swept by them. And then, then you go, you like drop it. And then Indiana midweek, they lost. Um, and then they got a win against Indiana in the midweek. So one and one against Indiana, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And it's like Southern Illinois. Middle of the road, decent team, not terrible. They swept them. That's not like a great, great series win. It's like it's good. It's fine. Right. Um, Midweek win against Vandy, really. That's nice. And then Evansville, another good team, not great team. Like a whole one or two tiers below, great. They have a series win there. And Missouri State is um, a good but not great team. They swept them. So it's like they're really good against that tier, but it feels like when they step it up to that next tier, they just don't match up as well. Can you make mm -hmm. the argument that it was early in the season and they weren't playing their best baseball yet? Sure, but it mattered. I, I mean, you can't just ignore the beginning of the season just because it was early. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's, a, that's an interesting team. I, Indiana State does have a member on the – 10-man committee the athletic director of indiana state is on the 10-man committee so that tells me he's probably buddy buddy with a lot of these other ad's and they might throw him a bone just because this is like a once in a pretty much once in a career for any kind of athletic director to host a regional as a mid-major indiana mm -hmm. state has put themselves in the picture they played the non-conference strength of schedule that was number three in the country. They did what the committee said last year. And I could see Indiana State hosting a regional. They would be the 16 seed. And going back the last two years, the 16 seed was both mid-majors. Uh, 2021 was Louisiana Tech. Last year was Georgia Southern. So two don't forget Southern Miss, too. When was that? Last year. No, I'm saying as a 16 seed. Oh, oh, a 16. I think mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, the the 16 seeds 
the last two years have been kind of bones being thrown at these mid-majors that had good years, good RPIs. So I, I think it's actually probably a 60-40 chance that Indiana State does host, the which is not – I mean, it's good chances, I think, in my opinion. It, 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 if they win the Missouri Valley Tournament, if they, if they win the next three games and win the Missouri Valley Tournament and they still are top 10 RPI, they have a member on the committee – like all of those things actually, in my opinion, do add up to a regional host and, and they would be the 16 overall seed. They would probably have a really tough SEC team in there. Someone like Tennessee traveling there. And and so just based off what history says, I think Indiana State and the Sycamores, if they did put in a bid, I don't know if they put in a bid to host a regional. I'm assuming they did. They would be dumb not to. Uh, because they're hosting the Missouri Valley tournament, so they can handle pretty good crowds. Uh, I think I think it's almost safe to pencil in Indiana State as as a host right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they win the Missouri Valley title, it's going to be really hard to leave them out. But at the same time, I mean, we've got eleven. We've got eleven spots. Alabama, Auburn will probably get one, so that's twelve. We have four spots left. Does the Big 12 completely miss out on the hosting? That's the big question right now. So, because so if the Big 12 was if the Big 12 completely misses out, Indiana State will get one. Mm-hmm. Um, because then I mean you're basically choose Boston College, Dallas Baptist, Miami, Campbell, and Duke for the final two spots. If if the Big 12 misses out. If the Big 12 gets one, that means they're ta- they're not taking RPI seriously. Mm-hmm. Um would then mean Indiana State is really not looking great to get a bid. If they give the Big 12 a hosting bid, because West Virginia 22, Oklahoma State 24, Texas 27, um, that means they kind of push them in there to get a hosting bid without, without taking RPI into account there, which then means that they're probably going to look at Indiana State and kind of ignore the RPI a little bit and be like, yeah, your resume is not good enough for us. So, yeah, that's basically it. That's literally it. If they care about RPI, Indiana State's hosting. If they want to get their Power 5 teams in there, like the Big 12, get them a host, they're going to ignore the RPI a little bit, and then Indiana State might be on the short end of the stick there. See, I I disagree. I think that there's going to be a second mid-major team hosting. Uh, There hasn't been only one mid-major team hosting in in a while. I think it was 20... 17 or 2018. Um, I, I think between Indiana State at 10 in the RPI, Dallas Baptist at 15, Campbell at 18, and even Southern Miss at 25. If if one of those teams goes and wins their conference tournament, uh, especially a team like Southern Miss in the Sun Belt, if they go through and, and win the Sun Belt tournament, they could jump, you know, another five, six spots in the RPI, be around the 18, 19 mark. I think that might be good enough for them to host a regional. Same thing with with Campbell. Wait, what did that have to? What did this have to, anything to do with what I just was saying? Well, you were saying that the the Power Five is probably going to fill out the rest of the the six. No, I, I my whole argument was the committee. It depends on if the committee wants to give the Big Twelve a host. If they do that, they're ignoring RPI. And if they want to give Indiana State a host, that means they're really taking into account RPI. That's literally the whole argument. It's Indiana State has to pray the committee does not want to give the Big 12 a host. Wait, well, we, they can still do both, though, right? There's enough spots left where they can but give but the how Big can 12. You, how can you justify – how can you, as the committee, justify um, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Texas? How can you justify – let's just say they say, yep, yeah, we're giving one of them a bid. How can you justify that? Because that means you're ignoring RPI and you're going based off of their resume and their just their big power five status. Like, for example, they say, Texas, we're going to give you a host because they, you won the Big 12 title or Oklahoma State or West Virginia because you're co-Big 12 champ. That, mean, that means they went off resume. And Indiana State's resume is not very good outside of just that 10 RPI. So basically what I'm saying is it's literally hypocritical for the, the committee to say, hey, these teams deserve it because of their resume. And, the, and then, I mean, you can't look at Indiana State and say they deserve it too. 
Yeah. Uh, look, it's I get one or the other. I get your argument, but I don't think it's that hypocritical for them to say, "All right, look, there's a three-team tie in the regular season for the Big 12. We we want to award, you know, the third best conference with a I believe the Big 12 is number 3 in RPI this year as a as a whole. But um I I don't think it's hypocritical for them to say like, "Look, we're going to give the one of the Big 12 teams a hosting spot, like whoever goes the furthest in the tournament." Dude, it was three coach co-champs. That's not a that's not a dominant Big Twelve champion. It's your three co-champ. That's that's even worse. Okay, I mean, we'll see, but I don't think it's that hypocritical for them to give. Like, let's say Texas finishes at twenty-one RPI. I don't think it's crazy to give them a host over like a seventh SEC team or a, or a sixth ACC team. But 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 that's what I'm saying. That means they don't really care about RPI that much. They're just going based off of conference. Good resume is good enough. You got a little conference championship in there. We're we're gonna we're gonna kind of ignore the RPI a little bit. And we're gonna get you in there. Then it's like okay, well Indiana State had two quad one wins. They have a forty one strength of schedule and a ten RPI. It's like Indiana State yeah. kind of got lucky. They just got lucky by the RPI this year, rather than they really had a good resume. Yeah, but there's a big difference between having a number ten next to your name in the RPI. And like an 18 or even like a 16, that 10 stands out a lot more. I agree, but it's still, it's still like they're getting, they're getting propped up because of that, because of Northeastern. I mean, yeah, they're getting propped up by that Snowbird Classic. Both of them, all the whole Snowbird, they have seven games in that Snowbird in Kentucky because I mean, in Michigan State, I mean, it's just like, their schedule, like who do they really like? Who are their big wins on the weekend? They have no quality, quality series win. I mean, they're it, arguably their best series win on the year is Missouri State. I look, I know, I know. Um, like that's like that's not really a hosting caliber schedule, but they, but whatever, we can sit here all day. Yeah, this case, we could sit here all day. I, I think at the end of the day, what the listeners want to know is like who who is still alive to host and right now have we talked about Miami yet i think your miami hurricanes at 18 and 12 in the acc if they just win one game in the acc they're tournament in, they're, in. they're in so miami can play their way in with just nine good innings of baseball don't get embarrassed in the acc tournament and even if they do lose both games in the acc tournament then like they still i think have a good like an outside shot to get that you know, 14, 15 seed in the, uh, as a regional host, the, the other team here, Boston college at 14, do we have them on our list? I mean, I have Boston college, Dallas Baptist, Miami Campbell and Duke all still in contention to host. So I think, I think Boston college is, I think Boston college is in because of geographic purposes. The committee really, I think, really wants to put a regional in the Northeast. And it was back and forth between Boston College and UConn. UConn's at 23 in the RPI. They probably don't have a good chance to get into the top, like maybe the top 20, but even with their, like their conference tournament's pretty weak. They're not going to gain ground um, in the RPI on their own. They would need some, some third-party teams doing well. But I, I I just think that the committee wants these regionals spread out. And with without a second West Coast host, they're going to want to have one up in the Northeast. And I think Boston College is a good fit there. I think um, I think you're probably right. Um, Boston College went one, one and one, one and two, two and two, two and three, three, uh, two and four, three and four. Four and four, five and four, six. They went six and four in ACC series. I think that's good enough. I think that's plenty and plenty. And, good and they right beat there. and they beat Virginia Tech yesterday. Yeah, I mean they got their win in the ACC tournament. They didn't show up and just play dead. Um, yeah. So I think I, I think Boston College deserved it. I mean they had a really good year and they never had a really super big fall off like some mm-hmm. of these other teams. They started hot and they stayed above water. They never drowned. So, yeah. um, I think both, I think that's just that's a sign of a good team, consistent mm-hmm. baseball team. So, 
Yeah. I think Boston probably should get one. Um, and let, let me go back to the mid-majors just real quick. Do you agree or disagree that like there will be a second mid-major team hosting? I mean, we have 11, 12, 13, 14. So basically it's going to come down to 11. So I've got 11 locks. Alabama, Auburn, one of them is going to get it. That's 12. Boston College, one. That's 13. Miami, one. That's 14. So basically Duke, Campbell, Dallas Baptist, Indiana State, and a Big 12 host. There's two spots left for all those teams. Yeah. I, I still think the Big 12 will get a host. If the Big 12 gets a host, that means DBU doesn't get one. That means Campbell doesn't get one. Like, that means Duke doesn't get one. And that means Indiana State gets one. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, that, that means Boston College, somebody in there, Boston College or Miami is not getting one if the Big 12 gets one and mm-hmm. Duke, Dallas Baptist Campbell and Duke don't get one. Right. Like that, 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 that's messy. That's really messy. So how funny is it, though, that the Big 12 had three co-champions, Oklahoma State, Texas, and West Virginia, all tied for the Big 12 standings for the, the co-champions. And then they I all think, three go out and lose the first round of the Big 12 tournament. I think the Big – I'm, I'm really going to say it right now. When you have three co-champions like that, I don't think it's a testament to your ceiling. I think it's more of a testament to the floor of the conference. I think the Big 12 has a good team, bunch of good teams this year, but no great team. Yeah. Nobody was able to separate themselves and win that conference outright. Because if that was the case, you give them their host and be done with it. But with three coaches, it's just like, is any of those teams that good? Are any of them really that good? That's my thing, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I can't envision a world where Big Twelve, a Big Twelve team, is not hosting. But if there was a year for it to happen, this is the year because nobody separated themselves. Yeah, you're right. the The only thing that's playing in the Big Twelve favor is that, like, they need something a little bit more West. And so, I, I really do think the committee will give a regional hosting spot to either Oklahoma State, Texas, or Dallas Baptist. Now, that's kind of crazy to say looking at the RPI right now because Texas has a 27 RPI. The committee hasn't given – They're done. They're not getting one. I mean, if they go on – if they win four yeah, straight if they, games. Yeah, if they roll off four straight and win the Big 12 yeah. tournament or five straight, whatever it is, then yeah, okay, yep, they'll host. But, but the committee needs something in that Texas-Oklahoma area. So it might be Dallas Baptist – they gets to host a regional if they go on and win the Conference USA tournament. The DBU and Indiana State are two of the are, are two in the same. Yeah. Two and seven quad one for Dallas Baptist, two and nine quad one Indiana State. The only difference is Indiana State had a way better non-conference strength schedule. DBU is 33. Indiana State is three. So I there's no there's absolutely no way both of them host. So it's one or the other. Or the committee just throws everything out the window and they just say, hey, we're going strictly RPI. Dallas Baptist and Indiana State are both in the top 16. You know they won't. You know they won't. No, dude, there is nothing we know about the committee. They change every year. There's nothing that tells me that both of those teams are hosting. Absolutely no chance in hell. But you're only saying that because of their quad one wins. What What if the committee doesn't even look at quad one wins this year? Okay, let's just say they go off of non-conference strength of schedule and strength of schedule overall. DBU doesn't fit that metric either. What what other metrics are there to look at? Well, DBU is thirty-three non-conference strength of schedule. Okay, look at look at South Carolina's like fifty-four and Virginia's two hundred eight and Alabama's okay, one nineteen. South Carolina's also in the SEC with a three strength overall strength of schedule. So playing in the SEC. Get, if you're on the fence, then maybe your non-conference strength schedule matters. But playing in the SEC takes care of everything for you. You don't need to play a hard non-conference strength schedule in the SEC unless you're a team like Kentucky who where it's hard to get those 14 SEC wins. 16. Kentucky got 16 SEC wins. What? Kentucky has 16 SEC wins. That's what I said. I know, but I'm saying said 14. in general to get the 14-ish – that's why that's why they schedule such a hard non-conference this year because it's really hard to get the 14 SEC wins, which is what you need to yeah. make the tournament 
and even get close to hosting. So, mm-hmm. um, I I don't know, man. I, I there's just no way DBU and Indiana State host is one or the other. No, nope. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say, say no way. I wouldn't say no way. They're not both hosting. Absolutely I, I no think way. there's still a good shot that they both host. They're not both hosting. Get it in your head. They're not both hosting. I'm not believing it. You're gaslighting me right now. <laughs> they're not. They're not both hosting. It's, it's not going to happen. We'll see. If they both win their conference tournament, I will. I will give me, give me, give me something. I will pay my dues if they both host, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Give me, okay. give me something. What, what do I got to do if I'm wrong? We'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. Let the listeners decide. What do I need to do if they both host? Yeah, make it funny. Make it good. Make it funny, uh, because they both fit geographically, like where the committee needs hosting sites at, and they both fit the top fifteen RPI. So we'll see. Anyways, I, I, they both have to win their conference tournament. If they don't do that, then everything's void there. Um. All right. Anyways, let's talk about the bubble here real quick because there's been a lot of people that are jumping on social media now that college baseball postseason is in full effect. And there's a lot of people that didn't watch the regular season. They don't really live and die college baseball, but they think their opinions are stronger than anybody else. Like they, they're, they're know-it-alls, right? They, they want to act like they know everything. And this one term keeps getting thrown out of, Oh, this team is dead or this team is a lock. And, a lot of it has to do with the RPI. These people will go check the RPI and be like, wow, um, Notre Dame at 51, they're dead. Or a team like um, USC at 45, oh, they're dead at the RPI. Well, it's like not 100% true because you have to subtract out teams that are actually dead. Like their seasons are over. And let's take USC, for example. 45 RPI, 17 and 13 in the Pac-12. They finished fourth place in the Pac-12, still alive in the Pac-12 tournament. But I think USC is a lock to get in, even though the RPI is at 45, because you can take out Louisville, who's done playing. Georgia, they're done playing. Um, uh, There was another team in here that was ahead of them. Um, Oh, I think they actually just dropped. Missouri just dropped below them at 48. Arizona at 47. They're not like they can't get an an at-large bid. Mississippi State at 50. Like all of those teams, you can subtract out and kind of do a new RPI. And you, you, you subtract them out, and USC is sitting around the 40 mark. And like that's a lock in my book, right? Uh, barring any kind of stolen bids. Let me add that disclaimer. Um, you're talking about the 40 mark in RPI? Yeah. Because when I people think, do. Yeah. Stuff, I mean, like a team like Troy, for a good example, they were 35 yesterday. Again, and they were literally they had just blown the lead and were about to lose to Appalachian State. Um, and I didn't think they were a lock at 35 because I mean they would have dropped from 35 to probably 38-ish, 39-ish if they would have lost. And boom, just like that. I mean, as a mid-major team, or I don't want to say, I mean, Sunbelt's really strong this year. So the third place team in the Sunbelt should be pretty comfortable. Um, but still, I think the third if you're a non-power five team, you've got to be in that top 44 sure, top 38, top 37. But if you are a power five team, you have a little more leeway into the 40s. Like yeah, maybe they'll, they'll take conference they'll take conference record into consideration. Um, if you're on like the 40 to 45 mark. I like mean USC but- at 45, I think USC is safely in. Yeah. Now there's still a chance for there to be up to I think seven stolen bids. Uh, just based off of like one bid leagues, like a team like East Carolina in the American or Campbell in the Big South, Indiana State in the Missouri Valley. There, there's a lot of chances for stolen bids if those teams don't win their tournament. And every stolen bid moves a team down, like further into the bubble. And so like, for example here, let's take Notre Dame. They're a 51 RPI. They're, they went 15 and 15 in the ACC. Now they lost their first game of the ACC tournament and they have Wake Forest today. If they lose this game to Wake Forest, their RPI might not drop. In fact, let me look at the impact don't, game. Don't even worry about RPI at this point. The difference between 51, 53, and 49 is nothing at this point. It's just a matter of 
have they done enough? Don't worry. Yeah, don't even worry about RPI for Notre Dame. It's, it's literally a matter of do they do they do they respect the fifteen and fifteen ACC team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and Notre Dame was shunned away for the longest time by the committee. Like maybe like the three years prior to last year, um, they were they were kind of getting gypped. Like they should have hosted a regional last year. They get sent as a two seed to Georgia Southern. But with them making a College World Series last year, I think that helps their case quite a bit. 15 and 15 in the ACC is, I think, good enough. 10 and 11, quad one, like pretty, pretty good there. But they, they are going to be on the bubble. Like there's no way around it. And when you compare them to an Arizona State um, or a, uh, let's see. I mean, I mean look, at, look, look at it this way. Virginia Tech, I mean, not Virginia Tech, uh, yeah, Virginia Tech, 49, but they're 12 – well, they're actually 12 and 19. They got, they got their butt smacked both yeah. games in the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech's season is over. Missouri, 10 and 20 in the SEC, their season is over. Mississippi State, they're 9, their nine and 21, over. they're over. Arizona, they're- 12 and 18. They are they, – maybe they're playing their way in. If they can get to the Pac-12 semifinal uh, championship game – they might be okay, but still, no, 12 and 18 in the, no. Ar- the Pac-12 is disgusting, dude. Yeah, Arizona's not getting in. They have to win the Pac-12 tournament. I mean, to. I, I would be really pissed off if they let Arizona in with a 12 and 18 Pac-12 record. That, that for me, really is an out. Like, they're out because of it. They have to win the Pac-12 tournament. But, but well, I will say Arizona's scary. looking scary right now. They're, they're hitting the crap out of the ball. They look really yep. good. And they were supposed to be good this year, so – Maybe they're just hitting their stride now. Who knows? But mm-hmm. Arizona State, Notre Dame, and USC are all three or above 500. USC of 40. I mean, I think those three teams, pending some crazy thing, I think those three teams are probably on the safe side of the bubble, depending on the number of stolen bits, because American Athletics possibly won. Um, Big South possibly won. Big East possibly won. No, UConn's winning the Big East, dude. Um, so Big South maybe won if Upstate can can do it again. Um, yeah, or Gardner Webb, or uh, like Gardner Webb's a scrappy team there in in the Big. Yeah, Big but South. I think Upstate is Campbell's biggest threat for yeah. for the for the automatic bid. Um, East Carolina still got a big uphill to climb. Can they do it? Absolutely, but it's still an uphill to climb. Um, Here's so another one, stolen bid that. I don't really. I haven't really heard many people talk about. But if Cal State Fullerton wins the Big West, they they play a three game series this week. Um, they're tied with UC Santa Barbara, but yeah. Fullerton, Fullerton has the tiebreaker. If Fullerton wins the Big West, that's a stolen bid because I think Santa Barbara is safely in right now, unless they just collapse those last three games. But uh, if if Santa Barbara wins the Big West, then like that opens up another spot because Fullerton's RPI is not good enough to get them an at-large. No, Fullerton's and, in the 60s. Yeah. So if Fullerton wins the Big West and they match whatever UC Santa Barbara does, like that is a stolen bid in my book. Hey, another one. I mean, if if Northeastern doesn't win the Colonial, mm-hmm. that is another bid because Northeastern is in. UNC Wilmington is 54 RPI. Elon is 59. And Charleston is probably even way further down. Um, where is Charleston? Oh, after their loss yesterday, they were like close to 70, I think. Charleston 69. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. If Northeastern doesn't win the um, Colonial, that's a two-bid league. That's another mm-hmm. stolen bid. Um, so Another stolen bid could be like the Big Ten. If Iowa, Indiana, or Maryland don't win the Big Ten tournament, but they all look good. They all three have been advancing. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, um, let me see what else. The Conference USA, the only way that's a stolen bid is Dallas Baptist somehow doesn't win that tournament. Mm-hmm. DBU is in the quarterfinals right now. So, I mean, UTSA lost their biggest threat lost their first game to Middle Tennessee. So Yeah, that was bad. Who knows there? Who knows there? DBU could get shocked. Um, we've seen it happen already this tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's two, three right there. Um yeah, I mean I mean the bubble's gonna shrink really fast. It's gonna it's gonna shrink really fast. If a team like Louisiana wins that Sun Belt, that's another one. Yeah, they looked good yesterday too against Texas State. Here's uh, last thing we'll talk about here. 
Kent State of the MAC. They're at 44 RPI. No quad one wins, but like I, I don't know. They're they're 39 and 14 this year. 24 and six in the MAC. Can you see any way the committee gives them an at-large bid? No, like, let's they, say they, they got to win the tournament. They got to win that tournament. They don't even have a quad one win. Yeah, but for like forty-four, Dude, RPI, we missed the tournament in the forty. That was ten years ago, Dimitri. What does it matter? Things change. Committee members change. Like I don't know. I, I'm not saying Kent State should get an at-large bid, but no, they're not even close. They have to win their tournament. Dude, forty-four RPI is going to be right around the bubble. Dude, Ben, you've got USC, you've got Arizona, you've got Notre Dame, you've got Arizona State, you've got Xavier. I mean, you've got UNC Wilmington, Texas State, all right on their on their heels. Kent State has nothing over them in terms of resume except for 44 RPI. Like, Kent State has to win their tournament to get in. Well, you can get Arizona out of your head. Arizona has to win the tournament. It doesn't oh, matter. Sorry, I didn't mean Arizona. I didn't okay. mean Arizona. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're in a large team anyway. So my bad. So, I didn't mean to say Arizona, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean USC. My point, my, my um, point is that Kent State is really like a forty-two RPI because you can throw Georgia and Louisville out the window, and oh my, you can't. No, but listen, listen, so, so lame. listen to me, dude. Listen, they're a four, let's say forty-two RPI, um, and there's really only. Like behind them, maybe four or five teams that can jump them because behind them you have Arizona who's out, Missouri who's out, Virginia Tech who's out, Mississippi State who's out. That's 47, 48, 49, and 50. And like I guess Xavier, UNCW, and Notre Dame could jump them. But even if they do, I mean, you're, you're still looking at like a 47, 48 RPI. Kent State is not in that large team. Just get it. Just get it. Please, just please, just agree with. Just, just hear me out here. Kent State is not in that large team. They have to win their tournament. I, I know. I, I, I agree. But I'm saying that they could. You're just being annoying. Possibly. You're just trying to. <laughs> you're just being annoying. I, I know deep down you don't believe they're in that large team. I know. I'm just trying to that. fight for these mid-major teams, man. I would love for Kent State, but when you have a 190 strength, 91 strength of schedule. You didn't. You didn't do yourself any favors, right? Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, but hey, Kansas State, another one, a team that's like not dead yet. Kansas State at fifty-seven. Yeah, that's. They're not dead yet, but they, they like they got smacked by TCU. I know. I mean, it's just it's just another one of those things where it's like Louisiana. If they keep making a run in the Sun Belt, they're not dead yet. Florida Gulf Coast has to win that tournament. I mean, it's just Grand Canyon has to win that tournament, and they're uh, they're, they're a good team, but they're if they don't win that tournament. They're they're done. Wait, didn't they lose last night? They won last night. Grand Canyon did. Okay, I I, I fell asleep in like the seventh inning. Yeah, Grand Canyon won. Um, so that battle with Sam Houston State will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I think Sam Houston State got a little revenge. They lost that regular season title on the final day. Yeah, but um, Grand Canyon has revenge because they lost two out of three to Sam Houston State. So, so that would be a fun finish in the uh, in the WAC. Um, but yeah, I mean the bubble. I mean Texas Tech, they did they did a really they did what they needed to do. Keep doing that. Um, I think the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve tournaments are extremely fascinating in terms of what team get their resumes up enough to get in because those both of those conferences have a lot of middling teams right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So let's end on that there. Um, quick little episode compared to most and we'll be back. So big announcement. We'll be back Sunday night. Um, to after all of the regional hosts are announced and, uh, we'll do our final prediction of our bracket and we will recap all the conference tournaments. It'll be a pretty long episode. And then Monday, after Selection Monday, we'll, we'll give our, uh, what's it called, uh, first, first takes on the first reaction. Instant first reaction, reaction to Selection Monday, which teams got in, what the bubble looked like. And then we'll be back probably that like Wednesday morning to fill out our brackets and talk to you guys about our regional uh, 
regional winners and and things like that. So we got a lot on the board here coming up. And uh, you guys go check out our website, 11.7.com. We have a postseason uh, central that you can go and look at. We update scores. We update brackets. And uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, it's just really cool layout. Check out our our shop. If you guys want to support us, you know, buy some merch or subscribe to our Patreon account. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is the best time of the year. We Yesterday, I watched 16 hours of college baseball before I fell asleep. I plan on doing the same thing today. I am going to the Colonial Athletic Association tournament, the CAA tournament in, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, right after I post this podcast. So if you're there, um, come say what's up to me. And uh, yeah, let's end it on that. Yep. You got anything hey. else? Um, no, yesterday it was funny. Last night today, just I just finished up the Florida Alabama game. Um, got off my computer, went down, brushed my teeth, and then I came back up. And then I was like, oh, I got to take go to the bathroom. So I was like, I'm just gonna go outside. And the sun was. I just wanted to see the sunrise in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like you think no sleep in the state is crazy? Think about being six hours ahead and doing that same no sleep mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're w- w- eating breakfast after these games and then going to bed. Yeah. So um, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, the best time of the year. Hey, if you guys ever have questions, DM DM our personals because our eleven point seven thing just gets you, you just get buried really quickly with people mm-hmm. sending DM. If you guys have questions, DM us personally, and I will be glad to answer any questions or talk about anything. So yeah, that's all I got. All right. Sounds good. Y'all enjoy the rest of conference tournament. We'll be back uh, on Sunday night. We won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi. uh, We did it. uh, We're national champs. Breaking ball. Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just there and walks it off with a grand slam. Hispanic Titanic with a flag.